You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the star of Deborah Granick's new film, Leave No Trace, Thomason McKenzie. It's not a drill. daughter's with me. Dad? Let's go. Can you tell me where you live? In the park? There's 435 questions. Respond true or false to each question. Who taught you how to read? My dad teaches me. You're actually quite a bit ahead of where you need to be. I wake up rested and peaceful most mornings. True. My day-to-day life is full of things that keep me interested. True. I have nightmares or troubling dreams. Is your dad in the service? He was. Do you feel safe living with your dad? We didn't need to be rescued. Your dad needs to provide you shelter and a place to live. He did. It's not a crime to be unhoused, but it's illegal to live on public land. We have found an option. Are we gonna be okay here? Still think our own thoughts. Keep pedaling. Look where you wanna go. School is about social skills, not just intellectual ones. I think it might be easier on us if we try to attack. We're wearing their clothes, we're in their house, we're eating their food, we're doing their work. We have adapted. First of thousand, on the wall. Pick your things. Did you even try? I can't tell. Somebody said some Where's your home? With my dad. I don't want to leave. Same thing that's wrong with you isn't wrong with me. Where are you guys headed? I don't think we knew where we were going. Hi, Thomason. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. I'm good, thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk with us here at Next Best Picture about Leave No Trace. I really, really appreciate it. No worries. And let me also say, too, um, I saw this film at Sundance, and you were remarkable. <laughs> thank you. No problem. It's so good to hear after you film it and you put so much into it. It's nice to hear really, really good feedback and that people enjoyed it. Yeah, it seems to be universal. I don't think I've uh, talked to a single person yet who has found a false note anywhere uh, (laughs) in your performance. Thank you. uh, Yeah, no problem. I I actually want to start off, first of all, uh, because I know for a lot of people that are going to be seeing Leave No Trace, it'll be their first time many of them seeing you on screen. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background, You know like where you're from, um, any uh, training you went through as far as being an actress? Mm-hmm. I understand that your, um, your parents uh, were in the industry. So if you could just tell us a little bit of background, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, you can probably hear from my accent that I'm a New Zealander. I'm from New Zealand. I live in Wellington, uh, which is the capital. And yeah, my whole family pretty much are in the acting industry. My mum's an acting coach. She's an actress and a 
voice coach and she's the director even she's done a lot of that kind of stuff my dad he's an actor he's a director and a writer my grandma she's an actress as well my um my granddad he was a film kind of critic he was an actor himself um yeah so i've just you know my siblings they've done it as well i've been surrounded by acting my whole life wow so you're just pretty much surrounded by uh, a lot of talent and a lot of influence so it's kind of no surprise right did you always want to be an actress or did you ever uh want to do anything else no i at the beginning, I definitely did not want to be an actress. In fact, my um, my grandma Pamela, she asked me when I was prob- when I was younger, when I was maybe six or something, if I wanted to be an actress. And I, oh no, she asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I want to be a, a doctor, a zookeeper, a nurse, a vet. I want to be everything, but I don't want to be an actress. Um. That was the one thing I just really did not want to be. And then I kind of, I'd done a couple acting things before, but then when I was 14, I did a film called Consent. And it was a really intense story about rape and the abuse of power in the police force. And it was a true story. And I, I did that. And at the end of it, after all of just filming intense scenes and a lot of emotional I'd given a lot emotionally to that film afterwards. I was like, wow, this is really, this is an amazing opportunity for me to tell stories that need to be heard um, and to make a difference. So yeah, and kind of to learn things myself, but also to teach people things in a non-forceful way, but in a way where they can sit down and watch it and really absorb what they're watching and the information that they're receiving. Um, through entertainment so yeah that's when I started wanting to be an actress but um I never going back to your first question I've been surrounded by acting my whole life but I've never properly taken acting classes or anything I think I learned more about acting through osmosis and just being around my family and watching them do their thing and I understand too you're still in school right so you're you're balancing uh these roles with still getting an education so more power to you (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Um, how did you come onto the project for Leave No Trace and eventually get to meet uh, Deborah Granick? Um, I met her for the first time when I Skyped with her. Um, I was in New Zealand and I think she was in New York. Uh, so that's the first time I kind of talked to her, I guess. But I met her for the first time in the flesh in Portland and we went out and got Mexican food, I think. So was it a... Um was it an open casting call for Leave No Trace? And yeah, I think it was. It, it must have been. And she said she said in interviews that she had no idea where my audition came from, and that it kind of just fell into her lap. Because um, I think they were also looking at casting locally. Maybe I think they were looking at girls in Portland as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she. Yeah, I think she said my audition just kind of came out of the blue. So a- after you uh, made that initial impression with uh, uh, with Deborah, w- when did you uh, meet Ben Foster then for the first time? I met Ben for the first time in Portland during the rehearsal process. Um, so I knew I hadn't had the opportunity to Skype with him beforehand or anything. The first day we we met was the first day we did. We started wilderness training. W- were you officially cast at that time, or? Yes, yeah, we were both officially cast, and I think we were 
both a little bit nervous. I think Debra was a bit nervous too about meeting each other and establishing um, the relationship with each other. Yeah, because it's so um, it's so humane, it's so authentic, and it's really deeply emotional too. Um, the bond that the two characters share within the film itself. Um, so uh, you say you met Ben during rehearsal. Did, did you and Ben get enough time to do that rehearsal period or did you feel like you just, okay, we're in it now and we're, we're rolling and we're shooting and it was just off to the races? It wasn't a massive rehearsal period. I think we had about, I think we had less than two weeks or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we kind of just bonded through the rehearsals and spending time. We spent quite a bit of rehearsal time at the actual camp where we filmed at and starting to feel comfortable with moving around the camp and everything. So, yeah, and just, yeah, just spending time. We just spent time with each other and, yeah, rehearsed together and got to know our characters with each other. Also, another thing that helped with it, um, the relationship between Ben and I was that Ben was expecting a baby and um, his wife, Laura, she was pregnant at the time of the shoot. So that, I think that oh, wow. really, yeah, that, yeah, that, I think that really helped him because uh, he, he, he didn't have a daughter yet. So just kind of, yeah, expecting a, expecting a, a child and working with a child on set. I don't know that really, I think that must've helped him somehow. And you really love your dad. Yeah. And also, oh, I've got yeah. an amazing relationship—a great relationship between me and my dad. And because my dad done a lot for me in terms of helping me with my career and my passions and everything. And so, yeah. Was your dad um, on set uh, when you guys were filming? No, my dad and my mum were both in New Zealand because they were working on their own film at the time, and they're working on their film called The Changeover. So I, nice. yeah, I was filming. Um, a, a lady called Claire Van Beek came over to America to film, uh, just to be with me while I was filming and to look after me. And she was, uh, she's a really good family friend, and I've known her for a really long time, so I felt really comfortable around her. Um, but yeah, the um, the yeah, mum and dad were working on their film at the time, which is also going to be at Cannes, um, in I think a Pacific. Not exactly sure what, what it's called, but it's in like a Pacific kind of section, Antipodes section of the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. This film takes a, a lot of scenes are take place outdoors. Um, did you prefer shooting outdoors versus indoors uh, during your time shooting Leave No Trace? Yeah, I think I think I said, mentioned we mentioned it before, but just being able to film outside and have things to look at and listen to and connect with and to be able to touch the ground and get some dirt under my fingers and stuff. It was, I just, yeah, I just think it made a massive difference and it really changed the quality of the sound. And yeah, I just had things to look at and there were reflections in my eyes and I wasn't looking at a, I don't know, I wasn't working with a green screen or anything. We weren't filming in a studio. We were filming in real places, which I think made a massive difference. Yeah, it also really helps to sell the the film's message and theme as well, that we're all uh, connected and bound uh, to each other, to the earth. And there's just this real, like I was saying before, humane quality to the storytelling that Deborah, you know, brings to it. Um, What was your most memorable 
day or moment on set? Anything that you, you know you, you can, um, anything you're allowed to tell us uh, that would be, you know, that would be fun. <laughs> um, I think it's really hard just because all of it kind of blended into one for me. It was all such an amazing experience and there weren't any specifically bad days or amazing days. It was all just such an incredible experience for me. Sure. Well, how long was the shoot? Was it, uh, did it take place over the course of a month or was it uh, longer, shorter? It was a seven-week shoot. Oh, wow. But yeah, I was working 10 and a half hour days on every, yeah, I was working every single day of the shoot. So it was quite intense and it was the longest and hardest I'd ever worked before. But also another thing, yeah. another thing that really did stand out for me and was incredibly memorable on set and off set was when I got to work um, with the bees and just kind of that was just so unique and something I'd never done before to hold bees in my bare hands and be around a hive and be yeah just it was I felt very vulnerable but also really weirdly safe with the bees which sounds really weird. But yeah, that was really, really amazing. Well, as somebody who's scared to death of bees and <laughs> at the sight of one jumps, I, I don't know how you did it. That would have freaked yeah. me out. <laughs> I promise they're not, their aim is not to hurt you. They're just, just doing their own thing. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best as the summer approaches and I go outside more. So um, Deborah Granick's last film, Winter's Bone, starred Jennifer Lawrence in the lead role. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she went on to have a massive career. No pressure or anything like that. Okay? <laughs> no pressure. But I'm just really curious, after the success of this film and the way it's been received, uh, what you have coming up uh, in the pipeline as far as your career is concerned. Um, I've got a couple, I think I've got three projects coming up, one of which I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about. Um, but That's that will fine. be That's filming okay. in June sometime. Um, and then I've got, I'm filming one in London, which will be really cool. I, I still don't know if I'm allowed to talk about and um, go into depth with any of them. But, um, and you yeah, don't filming. have to. That's totally okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but filming something in London um, and then also filming a something in Australia, a film about Ned Kelly with Russell Crowe and George Mackay and stuff. Oh, wow. That's really exciting. And obviously a lot of travel involved too. Do you have um, any plans at all to possibly eventually in time, uh, you know, move out of Wellington, maybe come somewhere in the States or are you staying put right now for the time being? I think I'm, I don't know, to be honest, if an opportunity comes up then that I love and that I'm passionate about, then I'm definitely going to go wherever that is going and live there for a while but I love America and I also love New Zealand so I'm not I'm not um what's the word I'm not tying myself down quite yet <laughs> well that's really great to hear and honestly we're we're all very very excited for you like Thank I said you. the film is called Leave No Trace it comes out in theaters on June 29th, it stars Thomason McKenzie in the lead role as Tom, who plays Ben Foster's daughter in the film. It is directed by Deborah Granick. And once again, Thomason, I want to just echo what I said earlier. You are absolutely fantastic in the movie. And Thank you. we cannot praise you enough. We are very, very excited to see where your career goes well, next. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where my career goes. I'm excited to be too. <laughs> 
So thank you so much. Nice to talk to you. No problem. You have a nice day. You too. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed my interview with Thomas and Mackenzie. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and also on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. And also, too, if you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com, type in Next Best Picture. For $1 minimum a month, you get some exclusive podcast content. I am Matt Neglia. You can find me on social media at Next Best Picture. And as always, we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.